I should start recording, huh? I mean, I should too. Eh. Yeah. We can just, uh, we can just, uh, turn off our recordings and, uh, have the audience just guess what our discussion was about. Right. It'll just be this part and then, uh, <laughs> then the music and then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> And thank you for tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. My name is Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at RoomwarePod. You can find the show on Twitter at Gay Space Pod. With me, as always, is my... <laughs> nope. That one was pretty bad. Because <laughs> my head went, all right, Zoo, what are we going to... No. Like, very rapidly, my head went... Zoo, how are we going to tie this into zoo? Zoos have exhibits. Oh, okay. My exhibitionist co-host, no. August. No. No. <laughs> do not do not perceive me. Just do not. I'm not even going to do an intro. Just, just do not that perceive. Is... <laughs> if you ever wondered how I pick what I'm going to call August, it happens literally in the space between my, my and... My in the space before I say the word, and all of that logic gates start happening. Oh boy! Ah, you watching any cartoons, August? I just, I. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I genuinely can't remember if I've watched anything recently or not. My brain has been just absolutely not functional um i'm gonna blame the antibiotics i've been on for just fucking with me for the past little bit so um i feel like i've watched something but i couldn't tell you what (laughs) um let's see did you watch the that the the new gay pirate show oh i need to like means death I need to. I've been told by multiple people it's very good. Um, I was, I, I was, I was kind of like lukewarm on the concept because I kept hearing people say it was a gay rom com, but I just assumed, mm. you know, this was on Tumblr, and you know, Tumblr will call yeah. anything a gay rom com if two like straight white cis het dudes stand in the same room as each other. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, I just wrote it off. It's like, okay, it's Taika Waititi, so it's probably going to be funny, but I'm not in any rush. And then it turns out, no, it's it's actually gay. Yeah. And Taika Waititi is like, no, it's gay. <laughs> so. it's so That's fun. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. Um, I do too. I like, I probably honestly might sit down and watch it. Is it done or is it still going on or what's going on with it? 
I don't know. I know it's, it's on HBO Max, so let's let's take a look and see how many episodes there are currently. I think it's like 10, but I don't know if the 10th episode is the season or series finale or if it's a finale at it all. It says season. Okay, so... Okay, so the ba- literally the banner on the front of um, on the front of HBO Max said season finale episode ten. Okay, so so that probably means that a it's not the series finale unless they don't renew it for whatever reason. Um, but I've been seeing lots of good traction on it, and HBO Max doesn't have any doesn't have any original series outside of Peacemaker, and I don't even know how good Peacemaker did. Mm-hmm. Um, so they probably will renew it. Honestly, because it also looks like it's fairly cheap fucking show to make. Yeah. Like, very effects low, uh, character-driven sort of sitcom thing, so... I bet you it's I, like I'm. I'm sure it's not like dirt cheap. Like it doesn't look cheap, but I'm betting this is a not a very expensive show to make. Yeah, it's not Peacemaker where there's a fucking explosion and gunfight every goddamn episode. Yeah. So. Cool. Sick. Well, I'm glad that is in existence. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Owl House. It's back, baby. So is Amphibia, baby. Yeah. Owl House. Still good. Turns out that show, still good. <laughs> still a good show. Anya was, thought? was asking me when it came back, uh, and I said that it has already come back, but we haven't uh, attempted to watch yet. Yeah, I've only, I've, uh, fortunately for me, my, my uh, uncle who works at Disney got me some episodes. <laughs> um, because it's not on the, uh, it's not on Disney Plus yet. I just checked. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's good. The they continue to make smart character choices in that show. In particular, like the first episode back, there's kind of like a conflict where the easy thing to build a drama would have been to have like a character like violate another character's trust, and that be the 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 thing that drives like honestly even like a whole season's worth of drama. They're like. No, that's not healthy, and our characters are going to have a healthy relationship. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Thank fuck. <laughs> um, and Amphibia is still good. I like Amphibia quite a bit. Um, I'm going to, if, I swear, I swear to fucking God. And, like, I don't know. This is like, not every show needs to be gay, but every show does, in fact, need to be gay. And... <laughs> It's true. And Anne and Sasha is in game, I feel like. I don't know. Um Let's see what else did I fucking watch this week? Not not much cuz work has been a heinous nightmare. Um Tell you how bad work is on Thursday. I applied for eight different jobs while on the clock. Oof. Uh it's that kind of week. Um no, Wednesday I did that. Then Thursday my car blew up. Um, didn't blow up, but did throw a rod, so it totaled uh, itself. Yeah, so, uh, so I spent the day at home getting, fortunately I've been babysitting a car for my mother while she's, like, because she moved to Ohio, um, 
and uh, I had that to fall back on. I just had to spend the day Thursday getting it, you know, up and going. Uh, but <laughs> all of those jobs I applied for Wednesday, I got like four callbacks. So let's go, new job. Maybe. Um, those are cartoons, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is cartoon time. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I watched um, Sophie from Mars put out a... Um, like a two hour video called the conspiracy left that is very good and if you like listening to if you have political leading similar to that of august and i you would very much enjoy this video uh <laughs> uh it talks about uh garbage leftists and how they're how they can spin uncertainty into to preying upon people who uh do not know better um, like any sort of conspiratorial motherfucker. Uh, let's see. I think that's, that's it. Did I do anything? I bought a Sailor Moon t-shirt. That's like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I should hold on a second. I'll show it to you, August. I'm wearing it. I forgot. <laughs> I was wearing it. Here. Um... Why are August, you I do not usually me? do video. <laughs> what? But yeah, you, so here's you, my Sailor Moon t-shirt. You could have just turned your phone off. We left Alistair. We left our boy. That is a nice oh, shirt, no. though. Yeah. Did you get it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Did you get it when uh, Shannon got her shirt? Yeah got from the same place well technically they don't know that we left the accidentally left the chat there's just like a, there will be a blip in the alistair backup but it's fine we left our boy we left him unsupervised <laughs> i legitimately forgot that that was what was gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> oh um oh also important cartoon news, I bought some knockoff Nike Air Maxes that are themed after Ava Unit 1, and I'm so fucking stoked to get these shoes. Because, <laughs> like, I've been trying to find... So, okay. So, Nike... I've been trying to find me some nerdy Nikes. Um, and... Uh... The... So the the problem is like Nike hasn't done a whole lot of weird anime collabs that I can determine, or at least not ones that are affordable for me. Um, they did do one with Gundam Unicorn, uh, but I hate Gundam Unicorn. Rip. Yeah, and also like it just it's themed after the Gundam Unicorn. It's just not a Gundam that I particularly like. Like if it this was like the RX seventy eight, like the OG Gundam. It would have probably been cool. I would have also very much enjoyed uh, a Zaku-themed uh, Nike, uh, like an Air Jordan. That would have been cool, Nike. Just get me a Zaku shoe. But uh, but unfortunately, they do not. Uh, you would think that Ava, with its propensity for her crossovers, uh, would be... Um, would would have a whole lot of shoes and it seems like they don't they did have a new balance uh crossover that I sent a picture to august of um and they did all of the all of the units uh like uh they did a ray one and a shinji one and asuka and a mari one um 
but I can't find an importer who's brought those over. I can't even find them on StockX, which is like a big shoe secondary market. Uh, so then I found these on uh, Facebook Marketplace. I know they don't exist because Nike's never did an, an Evangelion crossover, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> fuck Nike. <laughs> uh, so they look pretty cool. The end. Um, all right. Well, I guess let's get to our episodes for this week. Do we have any cartoon news? I mean, I guess the Owl House is back. Yeah. Um, that's the big cartoon news. I watched a very fun episode. So there's a YouTuber called uh, Sarcastic Chorus that I watch who talks about cartoons. Um, in particular, he's been doing like a focus on like shipping stuff. Um, and he's been going through different kind of like quintessential ships, uh, on his channel. And, um, recently he did one for like Luz and Amity and he, he had this extremely great phrase that I'm remembering while watching Steven Universe that was like, um, Al, Al House is existing, uh, in a space that like a has gone through a door that like the legend of Korra cracked open and Steven universe died fully opening up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fucking true right there. <laughs> uh, so let's get to our exquisite corpse for this week. Um, oh boy. <laughs> this week we are watching uh, episodes, where's the numbers? Oh, there we go. Episodes 116, 117, 118, Jim Heist, The Zoo, and That Will Be All. First up is episode, and uh, might I say, so I guess we, maybe should I talk to you? Do you want to do, these episodes all, these are one continuous narrative. Do you want to do the, do you want to talk about them all as one big thing, or do you want to talk about them as their individual episodes? Um, I think it would probably make more sense to talk about them as, as, uh, one big thing, probably. Okay. Okay. Well, then I am just going to do the, uh, the, I'm going to give a quick overview of everything that happens in these because they're, they're character dense, but like not necessarily like, cause they're like one big narrative. Each individual episode doesn't have a whole lot of weight on its own, but as a whole, it's like one really tight story, frankly. But, um, okay. So picking up from where we left off last time, where Steven had an existential crisis again, uh, we arrive at the heinous human zoo. Uh, they land, it's, it's shaped like a big, uh, garden trowel. Uh, they land inside and quickly realize how they have no way of getting in. Uh, Steven proposes that they become, they all take on disguises. He will be Esteban. Um, but Pearl sort of shoots that down. Uh, but then, uh, Garnet unfuses and Sapphire sort of takes the lead. She's like, we're going to play the parts that we were made for. I'm a blue diamond Sapphire. I've shown up with an extra human for her zoo. This is my ruby guard, my amethyst muscle, and my own personal pearl. And, and Pearl's like, oh my god, is this going to work? And Sapphire's like, no. But we're going to try anyways. 
Um, and so they, they start kind of making their way into the zoo. Uh, they're initially stopped by the amethyst guards, uh, but we find, we quickly meet Holly Blue Agate, who is the, basically the prison warden here at the fucking, uh, at the fucking zoo. Holly Blue is the most Karen-ass motherfucker to ever grace cartoons, I think. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, That voice actor is just having a goddamn ball being Holly Blue Agate, frankly. (laughs) Um, Holly Blue starts leading the uh, team through the uh, zoo, giving them a tour of the facility. She's a complete fucking prick to both... uh, Pearl and Ruby, uh, while sucking up to Amethyst the entire time, uh, we find out that the zoo has been here for millennia, um, that is being kept up by, uh, by Blue Diamond in the absence of Pink Diamond, uh, They find a way into the zoo, but are not able to open the door using a distraction, uh, but, uh, Everything sort of falls off the rails when it, it is discovered that Blue Diamond, who had just left the zoo, is coming back. Uh, so they quickly have to get Steven into the zoo. Uh, the Amethyst guards take Steven, throw his ass uh, into the zoo processor. He gets uh, cleaned and deloused and put into like a little loincloth outfit and fixed with earrings. Um, and then appears inside of the zoo proper. The zoo proper is, in fact, like a little tropical paradise land. Um, he finds Greg. He is hanging out with some of the, uh, as the show likes to call them, zoomins. Uh, in particular, he is hanging with uh, like uh, Y6 and J10. Uh and they are braiding his hair. Uh, they Greg has told all of the zoomins about Steven. They know him about the bits. Um, and Steven's like, Dad, we've got to get out of here. And Greg's like, yeah, okay, well, let's wait until night because it'll be easier after the routine. We quickly find out what the routine is. A little voice inside of their earrings tells the zoomins how to go through their day. Like, gives them food and activities and a bath and a nap time because basically the zoo treats all the zoomins like toddlers uh as night sets uh greg and steven go exploring and they find the door uh, that they had been previously at on the other side uh they try and open the door uh but are quickly discovered by uh y6 and j10 uh i believe it's j to yeah j10 tell sorry i can't i can tell y6 and j10 apart but their names are so they're just a letter and a number, so sometimes I flip them in my head. Um, the J10 tells a story about the one time that the door opened and a gym came through when somebody was hurt. Uh, and so Steven's like, well, all right, Dad, you've got to punch me. And Greg's like, I'm not going to punch you, kid. Uh, and he's like, why don't you punch me? And Steven's like, okay. So he barely taps Greg. And Greg's like, no, you got to really give it to me. And then Steven obliterates Greg, just destroys every internal organ that this old man has ever had. Um, (laughs) uh, But unfortunately, no uh, gems come through. The little voice interrupts this uh, to tell them that the choosing has begun. Uh, We all gather in a circle. Very fucking... I love that this has come out before Midsummer, but now I can, like, reference Midsummer. Um, Very... Like, listen, this is definitely a cult i guess now uh and we find out that the choosing is in fact like kind of like a 
a pairing, like a, we're pairing off breeding pairs in the zoo. Uh, Greg is chosen to, uh, is chosen to be with J10, and Greg's like, no, 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 I'm not fucking doing this. And Steven explains, on Earth, we choose in whoever we want to choose in. You fall in love, and like, you know, you, you choose in whoever you want to be with. And so Y6 is like, all right, I understand. I choose in Greg. And then J10's like, I also choose in Greg. And then all the Zoomans are like, we choose in Greg. Because Greg is just fucking irresistible, apparently. <laughs> Um, Greg explains to them like, hey, listen, I'm fucking flattered, but I'm not, I'm not interested in being chosen by anybody right now. And the Zoomans do not understand how to handle rejection and just have a full breakdown. Uh, they go absolutely ape shit. Uh, and the Amethyst guards have to rush in to comfort them. Uh, Greg and Steven are snatched up and taken away. Uh, they are taken to what appears to be is kind of like the the um, Amethyst barracks, where Amethyst has been captured. She's been found out. She's like, oh, my God, guys, guys, they, they found me out. Uh, and uh, all of these Amethysts, they're super fucking dope. And it's a <laughs> she's fucking with them because she's Amethyst. Uh, she's very excited to have met all of the, these are all of the Amethysts that were made in the prime and beta kindergarten. And she's hanging out with them. They've been having a good time. Uh, we meet the what is eventually called the, the Famethyst. Um, and but Holly Blue interrupts the sort of the meet cute and uh, tells them that Blue Diamond has shown up. Uh, Greg and Steven uh, kind of exit from the scenario and find themselves in a pink room. Uh, with a whole bunch of rose quartzes floating around. In here, Blue Diamond is seemingly mourning when she is interrupted by Yellow Diamond. Uh, Yellow Diamond sings the song, What's the Use of Feeling Blue? at Blue. Um, basically saying, like, listen, we, like, you need to compartmentalize these emotions, push them way, way down. Uh, we've got to be here for our people. We have a fucking role to play in this thing, too. Uh, they are interrupted uh by uh holly blue and um and sapphire jesus couldn't remember sapphire's name uh interrupted by holly blue and sapphire sapphire is talking about the tribute that she brought to blue diamond uh with encouragement from ruby she's able to make it through the scenario and the diamonds seemingly come up with kind of like a scary plan they're like ah yes um, like blues, like, oh, there, there's so little time to preserve what, what, uh, pink built on earth and yellow's like, well, the, the, uh, the cluster hasn't emerged yet. Let's, uh, we can still get some shit done. Um, they exit the scenario. Holly blue just gushes about being in the presence of the diamonds. There's a extremely keystone cops fucking situation of like greg and steven avoiding detection by holly blue diamond until at the very end they're like loading onto the ship and holly blue catches them uh holly is uh, going to whip them with an electric whip when uh, sapphire and ruby refuse and the crystal gems kick uh holly blue's ass one way up one way and down the other um, they escape and Holly Blue, uh, is torn down by, uh, Pearl in, like, the greatest Pearl moment of the show so far. Uh, the team escapes. Uh, Steven is happy to see his dad. We warp back to Earth. Star wipe the end. Oh, boy. 
Oh boy. Listen, why the fuck was the... I guess it had to be a holiday special thing when it came out or something like that. But, like, I don't understand why... Well, I guess this is... I guess looking at it, these... I guess it makes sense why these are all separate episodes. Because it's not really these three episodes. It's, like, six episodes. So they probably couldn't make it, like, a made-for-TV movie night uh, yeah. for Steven Universe. So... And yeah. it all, it did come out in the Steven bomb. So it was like one episode after the other, after the other, after the other all week. So, oh, well. Anyways. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> We're in space, baby. Uh, I told you that the, uh, adolescence of Utena aesthetics would show up eventually. <laughs> you did. You, uh, you definitely did. Um, I love every amethyst in that building. They are all great. So would you like to know some interesting facts about the the famethyst? Yes, I would love to know the facts about the famethyst. All right. So obviously, um, uh, amethyst is a voice actor who's so bad with the names. Um... Oh, come the fuck on. Why can't I remember her name? Uh. Oh, interesting. So, hold on a second. I forgot to say the act, like the writers for these particular episodes. Mm -hmm. So, Jim Heist was done by Hilary Florido and Jesse Zook. The Zoo was done by Lamar Abrams and Katie Mitroff. And that will be all was Colin Howard, Joe Johnston, and Rebecca Sugar. Hmm. Um, it seems like Rebecca shows up for episodes that have songs in them. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so obviously all of the Amethysts, they're voiced by Amethyst. Uh, the, yeah, uh, Michaela Diaz, Dietz, not Diaz, Dietz. Um, and, but would you like to know some other interesting voice acting facts? Absolutely. Skinny and Carnelian are also both Jasper's voice actor. Huh. <laughs> Proving that Jasper's voice actor maybe has the best range out of anybody in Hollywood. Well played. Mm hmm. Uh, loves, love skinny Jasper. Just fucking. Mm hmm. Trans icon skinny Jasper. Good shit. Um, I loved. I I just. It goes to show how well the show differentiates between, um, the uh, the the character designs. Still, you know, they're all very clearly related, but they're all very distinct. Um, right. I mean, we had the same thing with the rubies, too. And it's mm -hmm. not just about gym placement. Um, yeah, they give them, like, a whole lot of small details. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, I... <laughs> I love Stevens immediately, like, I'm gonna put on a costume. There's a costume opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, 
Oh, I also have a note in here. The existence of Holly Blue Agate is further evidence that Steven Universe is fully turned into an anime. Holly Blue is the most anime character outside of Jasper to show up in the show just so far. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Um, I, I continue to love the, the, the through line of like the gym classism between like homeworld gems and gems from off homeworld. Um, mm-hmm. good stuff, good stuff. Um, and just like the way that Holly blue, uh, appears to just kind of have this, uh, disdain for things from earth, despite, you know, being the head of the, the human zoo is, right. uh, is and a fun if- touch. And even extending somewhat feels like it extends to Pink Diamond herself because she doesn't seem to talk to about Pink Diamond with the same reverence she does like blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Um, the. Uh, I wrote in my notes, I guess when Ruby got mad at Blue Diamond, I wrote in my notes, yo, fuck Blue Diamond, all my homies hate Blue Diamond. (laughs) Uh. Do, okay, so, I also have another weird question. So, when Steven's in the processing tunnel, Mm -hmm. and we see the Peridot fingers. Yes. Do you think there's a gem on the other side of the fingers? Like, they're just, like, remote controlling the situation? That's a difficult question to answer, considering what I know about the fact that gems get used for a lot of various things on Homeworld that aren't necessarily people-like. You Mm -hmm. know, we have a fucking comb that's a character, Uh, (laughs) you know, so I guess that really just uh, depends on, like, where the show would draw the line uh, versus, you know... Personally, it would be uh, much less distressing if it were purely automated, but, uh, you know, the the, the way that things are set up in-universe, it's a toss-up, I would say, whether it's fully automated or whether that's controlled by a gem of uh, some kind or another. Yeah, I would love to see, like, whatever the blue version of a Peridot is, because that implies, like, it sort of implies that that's what, because they're all blue. Mm-hmm. Um, which imp- also, imp- like, it's interesting that there's a lot of pink pink and blue motifs going on here. Uh, Like, there's a lot of pink aesthetic, but, like, a lot of the hardware and like mechanical things of the zoo are blue. Like the the like the fingies mm-hmm. and all of the like pads and doors and stuff like that. Or not the doors, but the, like the the work pads and all that shit. Yeah. Well, I mean it makes sense since the zoo as we see it is you know, obviously, you know, you've got pink diamonds color being pink, blue diamonds color being blue. This is something mm-hmm. that blue diamond is doing in pink diamonds memory. Of course, it would have the the blue color theme would be carried throughout the uh, the place in addition to pink. 
like Steven Universe loves color coordinating things. It's true. Which isn't uh, bad. Like the the color stories in Steven Universe are generally pretty good, except for the new Lars, which is just a weird episode artistically in general. Such, yeah, just really outside the the, all, the the most still so far the most like fucking really uh, incongruent episode. Yeah. Um. So before. You clicked the next episode <laughs> on Jim Heist and got to the zoo. What did you think the inside of the zoo was going to look like? Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I had that, you know, we talked last time about the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episode uh, with mm-hmm. a human zoo uh, so there was a part of a part of me that was thinking of that, uh, but I didn't really um, I wasn't like firmly expecting that uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I wasn't terribly surprised when it turned out we got a human terrarium, like a very nice human terrarium, but a human terrarium. Right. Um, especially since, you know, Pink Diamond just enjoyed the the life forms of earth so much it made it it makes sense that she would have gone out of her way to have a a nice little uh a nice little terrarium as opposed to you know like keeping humans in those little cups that betta fish get kept in at the pet store um (laughs) well aren't the betta fish kept separate because they'll like fight each other the way that betta fish are kept is not healthy for them. They need no, way I more can, space. No, I can super duper imagine not. Yeah. Yeah. They they need way more space and more enrichment and, and things like that. Like, it's just very inhumane. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, so how do you, I also have a follow-up question because I know the answer to this, mm-hmm. but I would love to hear how you think the human zoo came about. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, It's not something that I'd really thought about that much. I just kind of Mm -hmm. accepted. It's like, sure. (laughs) Yeah. This is a, this is a fucking, uh, this is a fucking, uh, sci-fi thing to exist. Yeah. This is a sci-fi thing to exist. This, this, seems like the 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 sort of thing a kid's show would would go hard on i i just accept this this is fine um i mean obviously it's it's clearly before the days of of rose quartz and the rebellion and uh that kind of thing but uh yeah i if i had to guess um I would say, you know, obviously Pink Diamond was on board with the the colonization of Earth at some point and was probably on board with the the strip mining of the Earth for all of its resources for the Gem Home world. And so, you know, having, you know, being like, well, this planet's kind of cool. I might as well save a couple of cool shells and rocks from it before it goes away, uh, before she had a full change of heart would make sense. Like... 
Interesting. Okay, cool. We'll find out uh, next season. <laughs> okay. The true origins of the zoo. It's not very, it's not like super duper touched upon, but it, it, it like goes by in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, I feel like, so I'm assuming you're on the wiki, right? Yeah. Is there any trivia around like their costumes for the zoom ends? Like, I feel like it's, it's visually distinct enough. I feel like there's some sort of anime reference in there. Um, let me take a look here real quick. I hadn't gotten down to that part yet. Okay. Uh, actually, it seems as though they are inspired by, um, yeah, it seems as though the Zoomans are inspired by the Alloy from, uh, the Time Machine. Hmm. Um, like the Alloy and the Morlocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to be their main reference for them. The, apparently the little chime, the musical cue, is a direct reference to the little waiting in line musical chime that you get at Disneyland's Star Tours. Oh my god. Um. The, also like with a little bit of like some Logan's Run vibe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not an anime. I guess the it has to be maybe like one. I, I've not seen. I don't think I've seen any of the movie interpretations of the time machine. So maybe it's a direct reference to like the really old one or something like that. Yeah, it just I haven't either. It just seemed like it's like this. This seems. Striking Very distinct, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Distinct enough that it's got to be referencing something. Yeah. It might very well be that. I'll, I'd have to look it up, but I, I wouldn't doubt that they like are pulling. They were like, yeah, the, the humans are going to the zoomans are going to be like the loy. And so they just kind of copied what they dressed like in that, like the was the 50s interpret like, you know, the black and white one. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all right. Uh, the. Got rag. <laughs> Yeah, we refer to the, the the zoo episode is the most impactful in joke of all of the people that I know. When we were watching this show as it was coming up of all of us just being like a gareg and using the word choose end. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, I love the zoo is a great episode frankly it's, it's like the contrast between steven and the zoomans and how he's just so fucking over everything right now yeah it it was a good episode um i couldn't help but feel a little like the you know the the little voice uh at the time i don't think that the comparison would have really existed at the time but it's just like is the little voice Alexa um, <laughs> just, you know, a, a, an ubiquitous, calming, feminine, technological voice that dictates your your daily life? 
uh, Alexa or well, Siri. Yeah. Don't be listening to this episode, I guess, <laughs> on speaker. Hey, Google. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, that I don't think the like the home assistants had quite taken off in that sort of way. Yeah. But like it like like Google every maps program, everything like that up until that point, because, you know, this episode came out in what? Um, 2016, no, 2017. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, so yeah. I mean, the home assistants were were starting to to get some traction. Then I think, mm-hmm. um, and I I think like the the voice command stuff in phones was yeah. def like Siri was definitely oh one hundred percent yeah when Siri come out. Oh my god, Siri's been integrated into iPhone since 2011. Holy shit. Yeah, that that tracks. Ugh, oh my god. So yeah, th- yeah. Th- there very well might be a reference to that. I mean, uh, the I... voice actor for uh for the little voice cuz I looked it up is the voice actor for uh J10. Mhm. So. Yeah, I I don't think it's necessarily a reference to the the uh home assistant or Siri type of vibe it's just no. it's certainly uh i don't know it just it gave me the same sort of disquieted feeling that uh home assistants give me <laughs> um you know i work in it so of course i hate technology um right. so um yeah it's terrifying and gross uh, I love that the Zoomins divorced from human culture don't understand what being straight is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just living uh-huh. their best little utopian life. Yeah. Uh, also, I love... So, uh, judging by how chill with everything Greg is, uh, how many utopian cults do you think Greg has accidentally joined? Um... Well, he did say it was his third <laughs> wildest weekend ever, so... At least two others, I would say. I don't know. One of those wild weekends could easily just be a weekend with Rose. That's true. <laughs> That's or Amethyst. True. Um, yeah, so, it, okay, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, lo- I just love the line, there's always a catch with these utopias, implying that there's... Yeah. He's been in more situations than this. Well, I mean... Also, he's at least a little genre savvy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, uh, well, okay. He's more than a little genre savvy. We know that he reads a lot of like sci-fi, alien fucker romance. So yeah, yeah, and he lo- like he's written a whole lot of sci-fi concept albums. Yeah. So. But um, I. I loved the um, they don't even know they're trapped here line mm-hmm. um, just because um, it's really great the way that the show presents the concept of like, you know, you can things can be good for you in your own little bubble, but still be terribly wrong. 
And, you know, it's, it's not even, you know, the show doesn't make a value judgment about the Zoomans for not knowing that they're trapped there. Um, Greg, in fact, seemed really like compassionate towards the fact that they don't understand that they are being held in captivity. Mm -hmm. Um, so I appreciated that. And I also appreciated the fact that the show did not go the route of, well, I guess we have to take these people who've been living outside of, you know, earth society for their entire lives and try to, you know, integrate them into it because clearly that's what's going to be the, the best and healthiest for them. Mm-hmm. Um, although I mean, Steven universe earth society would probably not be as bad as, you know, real life earth society, but, uh, yeah. Be- I feel like they could probably slot into beach city somehow. Oh yeah. <laughs> the world's Absolutely. most accepting town. Yeah, they'd be they'd be fine in Beach City. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do get to see the Zoomins later. It won't be until future, uh, but mm-hmm. we do get to see them. Uh, they continue to be v- like okay. So when the choosing started, <laughs> what did you think the choosing was going to be before it was revealed? So my knee jerk reaction was something that I knew was not going to happen because of what Steven universe is as a show. Mm-hmm. But I heard choosing and like the way that they were talking about it. And it's like, Oh, they're going to sacrifice one of their own for the sake of keeping the population down. Yeah. It's kind uh, of the opposite. Like it, yeah. it's a similar idea, but yeah. Um, so Again, not not terribly shocked about the concept of the choosing, uh, mm-hmm. because one of the thoughts that I had going into this was like, okay, is this like a stable population? Are they, you know, periodically getting more, uh, getting more humans in here? So, I mean, that answered that question. But uh, no, my initial thought was human sacrifice. So, <laughs> well, they do deal with the he- dead humans at some point because they have a human disposal shoot. Yeah, there's chuck them <laughs> flush them like a goldfish yeah um i love uh I, I i love how so many of the zoomins appear to have permanent uh colon three face right uh especially uh y6 was the was the the main guy right right yeah yeah just the Zoomin's designs very good. Just like they just went off on these character designs. Yeah. Um. It's interesting that some of them have facial hair and some of them don't as well. Mm-hmm. So implying like an age variation, though a lot of those Nope, yeah, a lot of those same ones are still at the choosing. Like the ones with gray hair who are assumed to be older, you know, mm-hmm. like they're gray hair and they have like sort of wrinkled faces drawn in. So interesting, interesting. Um, I just big shout out to whoever was like 
I must animate this person so anguished by being rejected by Greg Universe that I must tear my own shirt off in the background guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Greg sticks. I just. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. (laughs) Who needs the cluster when you have Greg Universe? God. (sighs) Why break their planet? We can break their spirit. Yeah. Uh, the opposite of all my, ho- like, yo, fuck, fuck Blue Diamond. Like, yo, yo, I'd fuck Greg Universe. All my homies love Greg Universe. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, show also, again, subtly slipping in, just not straightness into it. Yeah. Yeah. Just everybody all about Greg all the time. Yep. Because it's like, I guess theoretically you could explain it to a board, like, oh, they they have a naive understanding of relationships. And I'm like, no, they all know what the choosing is. They all obviously know what the choosing is about. It's about poning down. Like, they know it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I love that all of the amethysts post the, I love, A, I love the amethysts all trying to comfort the humans. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> like, just uh, all very good. The, so the fandom had a theory for the longest time that, like, the when they talk about one of the gems coming through and helping somebody who was hurt or whatever, uh, it being Rose. Until obviously that was disproven. <laughs> yeah. So, but... Uh, Previous to the Famethyst, the the caretakers of the human zoo, I think, were the Rose Quartzes. Which would make sense why they're all bubbled up in there. Yeah. Well, some of them were down on Earth, too. We'll see them later, but in a flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love how fucking posted this, how fucking chaotic all of the Amethysts are. They're all down to, they're all down to, like, prank these people they've never met. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Amethyst says it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. They're it'll all totally. Just, it'll it'll totally be worth it. It's fine. Yeah, uh, they're so good. Like, I like the Famethyst. The Famethyst is great. Yeah. Uh, proving that, like, seemingly all the gems from Earth are actually pretty okay, <laughs> except for Jasper. Yeah. It's not Jasper's fault. Um. I guess hashtag Jasper did nothing wrong, except she did a lot of wrong things. Yeah, she she really kind of did, but that's yeah. fine. It's fine. Um, the we get the same. We get the again the like that like sy- that eight bit synthesizer. God, I love sound cues in this show. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, I think if I had to guess, the like. The synth tone that plays every time the diamonds show up um, or we enter into Lion's Mane, um, I think that is a Yamaha Q chord or um, like one of the like derivatives of that instrument, because like basically it's like a digital version of an auto harp and you can like run your ha- your finger along a um, 
like a touch sensitive bar and it will play the quote unquote the strings inside of a chord and it sounds very very similar to that hmm. uh let's see nerd yeah exactly yeah um just they were like we've got patty lapone in the studio we've got to make her sing yeah they just what's the use of feeling blue fucking great song for patty lapone like it, it is almost like just like it, it is very much like a broadway song with this really electronic backbone to it mm-hmm. uh, and I, she does a good job because she's patty fucking lapone like you know <laughs> it would be more surprising if she did poorly at this it's good shit. It's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, gets get does exactly the thing the Steven Universe does great with songs, which is compact a whole lot of characterization into like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like here is here is literally all of Yellow's character motivations and feelings in one minute and a half seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh. Also, yellow and blue are obviously married, right? They're they're yeah, they're they're, wives. they're yeah. married. Yeah, yeah. Um, which really like I like I I do love this context reframing of like of the diamonds and their motivations when it comes to Earth, or at least currently. Like obviously, they previously had different motivations when it came to Earth, but like their feelings toward it and everything now are like framing them more like grieving parents than than anything else yeah so i don't know i i don't get like the grieving parent vibe i don't know um but yeah definitely just grieving family members if nothing else yeah for for sure we we see later like when we see more interactions between yellow and blue and pink that like um pink is certainly like more like, less their little sister and more of, like, their child. Because mm. they act more mom-like with her. Okay. White complicates things, but we'll get there when we get to white. <laughs> Fair. It's not exactly a clean analogy, but it's it's pretty, pretty well mapped. Yeah. Uh. Definitely, but- uh. Definitely appreciate the difference between, uh, you know, just seeing the two pearls side by side, the differences between them. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, great, great character design choices. I like in Didi singing both the backing tracks. Mm hmm. Uh, in in it, like in those two different voices. Very good. Uh... I also continue to like that Blue Diamond's character will go from like extremely sad uwu to to terrifying in a moment's notice. Her superpower is look how hard I can cry. Yeah. Look how hard you cry now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the escape like the little escape sequence of <laughs> Just it's just good animate, just solid good visual gag animation of them trying to avoid getting detected by Holly Blue. It's good shit. And uh, then Pearl just being like, "Ah, good, I can I can be my full fucking self at the end." <laughs> like, 
get full yeah. full rebellion pearl. God. I love the uh the the implications of class solidarity uh mm-hmm. there at the end with you know the the um earth amethyst and uh or the famethyst uh kind of siding with uh the crystal gems and uh just you know Holly Blue's not going to have a good time after this. No. Holly Blue uh, is has lost any and all power that she had previous to this. Yeah. Uh. Unrelated, mm-hmm. but uh, at the very beginning of uh, That Will Be All, I I did notice that Amethyst complimented Greg, and Greg had a cute little smile, and it was very adorable, and I just wanted it to be on record that I saw it, and it was cute. Yeah, I love how she's up. She's like, oh, this is a good look for you, Greg. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's true, but <laughs> I don't think it's a good look for anybody, frankly. No. Um, I mean, I mean, the hair braided and the flower crown. Yeah, yeah. Isn't hair bad, braid. but yeah, the outfit. I don't know. I don't know yeah. about that. You know, we haven't rated Greg's outfits in a while. True. Where's the sit? Because he hasn't really had any new super new outfit that I can remember. Uh, I feel like he had a, a new one relatively recently, but I've. It oh, must it, was not in the, have... it was in the flashback. He had a different outfit in the flashback uh, for when Stephen three gems and a baby. Yeah. Yeah, because so, he didn't have, like, a new outfit in that episode, but he sort of did, because we went back to, like, a young Greg. Yeah. I don't know if we've been, inclu- I don't think we've been including young Greg in the Greg fashion choices. I don't think we have either, so. Uh, this is not, th- this ranks just, frankly, I don't know, I feel like this is partially, it's like, Greg with his hair braided looks good. Solid look. Yeah. Um... But uh, the rest of the outfit, pretty whack. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it might be my least favorite of the outfits that Greg wears. I think it would be better if it was, in fact, less. Cl- like if it was just the loincloth part, I feel like it would be better for Greg. Yeah, the fact that they. Like the the fact that they had to do like the unisex, everybody's wearing the same thing, and it it covers all the same stuff, and completely mm-hmm. regardless of uh, <laughs> uh, body type and stuff, it just so ends which, up. So it's just not flattering. Steven Universe cowards for not getting the tits out. <laughs> you Jesus heard it here, everybody. That's what August wants. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, give us that dad bod, Steven Universe. We want it. <laughs> uh, this is some August logging out. How weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird how that happens. Yeah. No, it. I don't know. I I do feel like the choices that they made because this is a kids a kids show. Uh, makes sense but it also like I'm not I'm not even saying that I want like an adult oriented version of these episodes it's just like you can definitely feel that where they were butting up against like the confines of their target audience and yeah. the time slot that they had um, it's, it is also interesting that like frankly 
I, and maybe because we're used to seeing Greg in different outfits, like I, they don't look weird on the zoom ins. Mm-hmm. The outfits don't. They just look weird on Greg and Steven. Yeah. But I wonder if that's a design choice because Greg and Steven are des- like shaped way different from all the zoom ins, too. To make them contrast, I think. Yeah. No, I think you're I think you're right there. Um, the, what's I gonna say? Uh, cannot wait for us to get back. So we'll see the zoom-ins again in the future, and literally Steven Universe future, and they're still salty at Greg, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they show up and they're like, go Greg. <laughs> He broke all of their hearts. Just like, fucking nightmare man to them. They will tell stories to their to their the, the next generation of Gareg, the breaker of hearts. Yeah. Uh I legitimately cannot remember what uh yellow diamond means <laughs> when she's like, ah, so there's still time. I can't remember what happens next. <laughs> Oh, oh, I do. I finally remembered. <laughs> it happens at the end of this season. Okay, yeah, sweet. That's foreshadowing is what that is. Fun. Mm-hmm. We meet one of my favorite bad guys. Oh, boy. Who doesn't, frankly, in my opinion, get enough enough screen time. Well, I mean, we are swiftly running out of screen time. It's true. It's not really their fault. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, do we have anything else about the gym heist, the zoo, or that will be all? I I do want to revisit the third craziest weekend. I want I I we've established that one of those weekends is probably like a weekend with Rose. But what do we think that the other weekend is? It's got to be a weekend with Amethyst. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. That's still some good character shorthand, though. I love uh, love throwing out random tidbits with no intention of following up on them for the sake of building (laughs) up uh, your character. It's the like Steven Universe. I think that's like Steven Universe really just is like, yeah, we're just going to throw out things and we're never going to explain a whole lot of shit. Like, it's whatever. Which I think is a great approach to sci-fi. <laughs> like, explain only what you need. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so we're never going to have uh, gem midichlorians? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Uh... The speed with with which the Star Wars franchise ditched the idea of midi-glorian. This is so funny to me. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you just got to know when to retcon. Mm-hmm. And know when to not retcon. Don't, like, one of the good things I can say about the Disney Star Wars is their, their, rel- like, their insistence on returning the Force to, like, a more mystical religious sort of concept outside of like being explainable by tiny little bugs in your blood. 
doesn't really, you know, uh, forgive all of their other sins. Their, mm. their many, many sins. But it's also not like George Lucas. George Lucas did a terrible job with Star Wars, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is not exclusive to Disney. Everybody fucks up Star Wars. Talk about a motherfucker who loves to explain every little detail. This is George goddamn Lucas. All right. Well, next time we will be covering the new Crystal Gems, Storm in the Room, and Rocknaldo. Just, we get to see what uh, Connie, Lapis, and Peridot got up to while we were gone. I Some am angst. very... Very leery of Rocknaldo. Uh, and we get a Ronaldo episode. Everybody's favorite boy, Ronaldo's back. Oh, mm. uh, I gotta I gotta hit up some people to see if I can't get them on for the episode after that. When I've been talking to them and kind of fell out. Oh well. Um Okay. Well uh check out all of our shit. Um, by the time you're hearing this, it will be like two days from now because we're recording extremely late. Uh, but you're only one, two, three, four, five days away from the premiere of season three of Roomware Pod. Oh, shit. Um, and boy, I've, you're going to be surprised by that first episode, let me tell you. August won't be, because August knows what's up, but you will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right, I think, do you have anything, like, what's going on in the FTL land? Um, in FTL land, we've started uh, what we've come to call internally uh, our six arcs and a movie. Uh experiment project thing uh starting with uh episode 62.1 um and 62.2 should have just come out so it's a really great time please listen if you haven't already uh it's good shit so is this the core is this the core conceit of the like this particular season of ftl uh sort of we're you know basically it's the even numbered uh, episodes in this season or even numbered arcs in the season are part of our six arcs in a movie where we did the spindle wheel character generation and we're just using those throughout those uh, six arcs. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So it's not like the whole season, but a good half the season is uh, this stuff. It's honestly the best stuff that we've done so far, I think. So sick it's it's been real good um let's see we're rapidly approaching the finally the end of season two of dumb kids yeah uh, i'm assuming Jaden, Jaden, and danielle are continuing to just yell about animorphs over there in their almost area. certainly mm-hmm. um let's see I think that's it. Uh, August and I might be changing up Magic Gear Monday. Uh, 
finally sunsetting Magic Gear Monday for the glorious for the glorious rise of Me- uh, Mecha Gear Monday. Uh, <laughs> so, hell yeah. Um, let's see. I think that's that's it. We don't have anything big coming up that I know of. So no, I th- I think we're we're all just chugging along. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, I believe. I think you did it last time, right? I did. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, uh, I believe, so listener, I implore you to be like Cookie Cat and commit yourself to a heinous human zoo. (laughs) Peace. Peace.